for Thought on WJR is presented by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state. Here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Dean Kamen, the inventor of the Segway, said, I do not want to waste any time. And if you're not working on important things, then you're wasting time. When I read that, I thought, man, don't get too caught up with yourself. You invented a human transportation device on two wheels. It seems like you might be a little too enamored with himself by this whole working on important things stuff. Nice quote, but really, come on. Wow, was I wrong. Dean Kamen is an engineer who is turning what was science fiction a few years ago into real life. Kamen owns and invests much of his time, life, at ARMI, and that's the Advanced Regenerative Manufacturing Institute designed to mass-produce human organs so that the 120,000 Americans, 20 of whom die every day, will no longer have to wait for an organ donation. Okay, now listen to his quote. I do not want to waste any time. If you are not working on important things, then you are wasting your time. I think about Jerry and our team of food banks across the state who recognize the senselessness of hunger fueled by waste. This is important work for seniors, children, and everyone in between. And I don't want to waste any more time. So I want you to join Jerry, me, and our guest, who don't want to waste any time either, or anything else when it comes to creating food security here in Michigan. Representative Angela Whitworth from the 71st District here in Michigan and Rob Collier, the Special Assistant to the President of the Michigan Council of Foundations, are our guests to discuss the concept of waste, not want, here on today's edition of Food for Thought. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here on Food for Thought, and we're in the studio. Jerry, looking dapper today. Oh, well, just trying to keep up, doctor. Just trying to keep up, but it's great to be here. And again, I know I say this, and I say it, and I say it, and for all you listeners, you know I'm excited about who we have today. It's hard not to be. We've got a great show coming, and I'm very eager to, to be moving it forward. So today, Angela Whitworth, who is the representative, newly elected representative for the 71st District in the Michigan House, and she's a first-term uh, representative. And Angela, Representative Whitworth, thank you so much for being our guest today on Food for Thought. Thank you, Dr. Bell. Thanks, Jerry. Well, it's great to have you, and so we want to just dive into the um, deep end of the pool here and and, of course, we've been talking here on the show the last two out of three weeks about the government shutdown at the federal level. Thank God that the state of Michigan is not shut down, and you guys are there uh, organizing yourselves and getting into work. And so why don't we talk a little bit about you, uh, Representative, and what your district is, where it's at, and some of the committee assignments you have before we jump in to a very important piece of legislation that you're co-sponsoring. Well, thank you. Um, I actually am a first-term legislator, and I am from Eaton County, Michigan. It's right in the backyard of the Capitol. It's 
probably half or a little less than half suburban Lansing, urban Lansing, and it's the other half is pretty rural. And we have smaller communities, a large farming communities out in Eaton County, and it's it's a really nice district that's growing. That's excellent. Well, that that's well said. And I know that, you know, uh, um, I guess well over a year ago when you started thinking about running, there were a couple of issues that really are challenges that you saw uh, in the district and across Michigan. I mean, you're a small business owner, and uh, yet you wanted to really, you know, serve the people. And one of those things that, that, you know, we've connected on through the years has been this mission of the Food Bank Council and our network about food security. So maybe if you could just share with us a little bit about why that's so passionate for you. Thank you for that. I am a small business owner. I have, um, I'm from a northern Michigan community originally. In fact, most of my family is still there. And we are middle class, even we've struggled sometimes. I've struggled as a single mom. And I've had to deal with issues of making sure that I have shelter and heat and most of all food. You have to have food more than anything. Um, I had to feed my kids. I didn't always need to have um, perfectly secure heat in my house, but I did need to feed my children. And so um, growing in my life, I knew the importance to make sure that students were fed, that you know, my own family had the correct amount of food, and then working toward um, more actively in a school district. I have, I left being a school board member at the end of December to take this position, and I. Many of our kids are homeless, and many of our kids eat only when they're at school. So the last meal they have is at noon on Friday, and then they don't have food, or they they have a difficult time finding food until they come back to school on Monday. I was I'm fortunate because we were able to get a grant so that every child in our school district had breakfast and lunch, and it wasn't based on income. It was There's no shaming involved in it because, unfortunately, children feel shamed if they have to ask for free food, and they shouldn't feel this way. And I became more and more passionate with working with the, the food bank and the food bank council to make sure that we cure that, and there's there's not this um, ongoing need for food. We have crops in our field that don't get used, and we have we have issues with people finding the food that they need. Did you find, as you're talking with people in your district, that people were aware of this, or are you finding that people just don't realize either the scope of the problem or even that there is a problem? Well, in our district, there's about, uh, out of the 100,000 voters, roughly, that I have, um, there's about 12,000 people or a little more than 10% of the people that are what you would call food insecure. And I actually, at the door, that wasn't one of the top things that I heard at the door. And I, so I, so no, I don't think that people understand the severity. I think I know about it because since my work at a local health system, I knew that the kids that went to school at the elementary school behind the hospital didn't have the food they needed. I knew it because I've been immersed in it for 25 years. But I don't think that it is um, like what we'd say in my small business world, marketed or communicated well enough 
in into all of Michigan. And it makes me happy to know that we have this show to try and get more and more people to understand the severity of food insecurity and how we have the opportunity to have that fixed, to have it go away. And we need to work on doing that. So well said. I think we, we can cut a commercial out of that, don't you oh, think, Doctor? Oh, my God, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, thank you for your kind words about the show. Of course, it is our goal to to let people know this is a solvable problem. We're trying to change the conversation from one of it's not a problem or it's a not solvable problem to it is a problem and it's a solvable problem. And so it's really, really heartening to hear your words uh, to that end about the show. Uh, but, of course, disheartening that uh, there's still a lot of work to do. And I know that one of the things that you're – a bill that you're sponsoring now – is about giving groups like food banks a little bit of a tax credit so that we can encourage more people to support our work so maybe we can get more of this work done. Do you got a, a minute to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, actually, um, I was so when you first started the State House, it's kind of a flurry of a lot of things going on. There's bills every day that are being introduced, and I was really excited that in my, you know, one of my first weeks that a, a representative elder, Brian Elder from Bay City, introduced this bill and I was able to sign on and co-sponsor it. It helps farmers and food processors who donate edible agriculture and products grown here in Michigan and or, you know, or if they're processed in Michigan to, um, if they give those to hunger relief charitable organizations to be able to claim a tax credit equaling 50% of the value of the donated products or $3,000. So, I mean, that's a lot of information. But what it really does it is it encourages um, farmers to get, and food processors to give that extra food that may just sit there and, and help people and solve this problem so we can all work together to get this food that is not being used to the food banks and pantries around the state, to the people that really need it, and solve hunger in Michigan. And, and I'm, I was thrilled to see this bill. <laughs> I was eager to sign it. It was it was the first bill that I was able to co-sponsor. Oh, we got to get it framed. We got to get it framed because <laughs> that's one to put on the wall, right? Here it is, my first bill. So um, I, I'm probably going to put a picture of you and Dr. Phil. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> You'll get people wanting to leave your office quicker. Uh, <laughs> so, well, thank you. Thank you for, for co-sponsoring the bill, first of all. Right. And, of course, we have a great tradition in Michigan of the Michigan Agricultural Surplus System, which... Uh, accomplishes some of that as well, where we we really make money available so that we can get food that would otherwise not be harvested and get it harvested and get it to the food banks at much, much lower cost, and it reaches so many people. Doctor, remind us how many pounds of, of produce we did last year so, statewide? So uh, statewide in the network, we did 181 million pounds of food, and of that, over 80 million pounds of that was fresh Michigan produce. So that, awesome. and there's more out there. We had, um, well, we've had several representatives from agriculture on the show talking about the food they know they would like to have harvested that's not. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really important to continue to open up these channels so that we can, you know, feed more people and get more impact. 
So here's what we need to do, uh, you two. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Representative Angela Whitworth, if you're able, we'd like for you to stay over for a second segment if you could. Sounds great. All right. So, Jerry, uh, Representative Angela Whitworth from the 71st in District in the Michigan House of Representatives. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. This is Food for Thought. We'll be right back in just a moment. It's Food for Thought on WJR with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brassad. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're back here on Food for Thought. Representative Angela Whitworth is our guest today from the District 71 in the Michigan House of Representatives. That includes Eaton County. And um, Representative Whitworth, uh, you are also, you alluded to this, but I just want to clarify that you were also, before running for this seat, you were on the Waverly School Board. So uh, I say that to say this, um, school board and maybe county commissioner may be the two most thankless jobs in politics because you have the equal opportunity to make everybody mad with one decision. <laughs> uh, I think, and so in leadership, you know, that's a great training ground to develop the the quality you need, which is, of course, the height of a rhinoceros. Um, and and as we're moving forward now, you're in your first, second week here as a first-term legislator. And um, I have to tell you that just personally and a bit professionally that to hear you talk so eloquently about the need that people are facing with food insecurity and how this is such a high priority, it just inspires me to work even harder and do more. Jerry, what do you feel? Well, there's no question about it. And and we've worked hard and, and for a long time to continue to bring influencers to the table. And when you bring someone to the table that you don't have to explain anything to, <laughs> they already know it and can say it better than you. How much more could you ask for? That's really incredible. My whole body of work has been, I was a candy striper at 14, I think, and I've never wanted anything in my life more than to help my neighbor, help the people, help the people that are in the most need in our communities and in our state. So this actually, the school board um, started, you know, opening my eyes more as to how we needed more people to be involved to help these people in need. And the state legislature just gives me a, a bigger platform and a better arena to be able to help solve more problems and to help solve this problem in particular. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited that I was able to make it here. This was a very difficult race, and it was a, a red, proverbial red to blue seat. Um, so we were able to flip the seat, and I'm able to be here with you and uh, work together with, my, um, with people across the aisle to solve hunger. And from what you just said, the committees you've been assigned to make perfect sense. So tell us what those committees are and the and a little bit about the work of those committees. So I, actually I just found my committees out last night so I'm I'm not sure of all the work that it, it encompasses. I started reading past minutes last night, but the first committee um, I I was assigned to is agriculture and it happens to be one that I um uh, obviously, my family are originally farmers from northern Michigan, but also my district is quite a bit of it is uh, rural farmland. And some of the people that I talk to a lot about issues in my district are farmers. And I, I actually, about the bill that we just talked about earlier, 
I, I actually wrote farmers in our district to make sure that they were okay with it. I am going to be actively checking with constituents all the time on votes and on things being introduced to make sure they make sense for our district. And that one, the farmers all, all wanted it. So, so I, of course, co-sponsored it because it not only matched my district and the farmers, but it matched the, the things I want to do. And then the second one is I'm um, the one is health policy. And it just, it just matches my background. I've been in healthcare, like I said, since I was 14. I originally went to nursing school. I worked for 22 years in the largest employer in the mid Michigan area, which is Sparrow Health System. And, um, and now I sit on a board at McLaren and I'm very, very actively involved in healthcare and it's, a unique language to know, and I understand it, and I'm excited to helping indigent care and the people that need health care the most. Well, I think that we readily identify with that, Representative Whitwer, because um, we recognize that health care is definitely one of the industries that win when we do. When we create food security and solve hunger, that it's education, it's uh, it's workforce retention and development, but really the one of the one of the key areas that wins when food security is created has to be health care. So we're looking forward to that conversation with you. Well, thank you. I'm I'm very excited about my two committees. There are things I'm passionate about, and I'm I'm looking forward to working with both of you. Excellent, excellent, Jerry. Last word here. I never get the last word. Oh, wait a minute. I guess I do, don't I? <laughs> um, so I just want to say welcome. Welcome to this aspect of your life and, and this part of the work. We are excited to walk with you and to have you walking with us on what we think is one of the more critical issues in our state. We keep talking about food first. We know that you're an advocate both from a health perspective and from a life perspective. It is such an honor to have you on the show and and with us even more deeply in this work. And, I mean, like I say, very, very exciting times. I'm, I'm very excited, too. And I was in a meeting this morning with our floor leader, Robbie, and he said, um, we represent the people of Michigan. And he's right. I represent the people of Michigan. I'm not here for people that sit on the floor with me. I'm here for the people of Michigan, and I'm excited to be able to work with you to solve hunger in Michigan. That's awesome. Thank you. She's Angela Whitworth. She's a representative for the 71st District and here in the great state of Michigan, and she's been our guest here today. And now it looks like we're our partnership has gone to a deeper level. So, Representative, thank you so much for being with us today, and thanks for your commitment to this idea of creating food security. Thank you, Dr. Phil. I appreciate your time this morning. Jerry and I will be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Brought to you by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in the studio. And as promised, our guest, Rob Collier. Rob, um, you have served this state uh, with the Michigan Council of Foundations. And you've recently made a little bit of a transition, but you still are dabbling in matters that matter. 
And so we appreciate you. And so update everyone on where you're at, and and then let's get into some meat of the a couple of bills that are before the legislature that we think is going to help this entire process of creating food security. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Phil and Jerry. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And while I uh, officially retired from the Council of Michigan Foundation at the end of December, um, I'm grateful that my successor, who I've worked with for years, Kyle Caldwell, has agreed to keep me on as a senior policy advisor so we could continue to work on important legislation in both Lansing and Washington that contributes and incentivizes all Michiganders to be charitable givers, whether it's gifts of cash or gifts of, of inventory um, um, in kind products. So, um, yes, we're excited about the new legislature and their interest in, in helping to incentivize all Michiganders to be givers. So the good news is that um, the, the state is in much better financial shape. And last year, you know, it was a pleasure to work with you, Phil, and your colleagues and my colleagues in the community foundation world around the state to receive bipartisan support to um, reinstitute two of these charitable credits. And the, the, the idea is that if an individual or a family contributed, you know, just in the case of an individual, if they contributed $200 to their local food bank or to a, to a non to an endowment fund that one of their favorite nonprofits has at a community foundation in their, in their community, they would receive uh, a $100 credit. If it was a family, it would be a $200 credit. So, unfortunately, in lame duck, we, uh, there was a lot of other activity going on. In fact, in my history of working with the legislature and the governors of Michigan, this is probably one of the busiest lame duck sessions we've ever seen, Right, as, as several people will say. So we, we essentially ran out of time. We came very close to getting those, those two charitable credits restored. Um, the good news is um, Speaker Chatfield, um, um, our new House Speaker, um, and the folks that had introduced both bills um, are supportive and want to see them introduced. So we expect legislation to be reintroduced in this new session that will once again um, um, encourage cash contributions by individual Michiganders or families to food banks, homeless shelters, and their local community foundation for if, if their local library, if there are, you know, if they're a humane society, or if their food bank has an endowment fund at their local community foundation, they'll get a charitable credit there. So we're expecting that legislation to be introduced. But in the meantime, um, we've got another bill that has already been introduced, uh, which, you know, I think is a very important bill. Because, and food, and so you're the expert on food, but um, I think this is an interesting bill, uh, Bill 40, it's House Bill 4038, which would provide a charitable credit um, for um, food growers in Michigan, um, small farmers, big farmers, um, ag producers, um, to gift um, excess inventory um, to Food, food pantries, food banks, et cetera, in the state. Right. So, um, and it's got bipartisan support. So I congratulate you as well on getting this bill introduced, because I think this bodes well for, um, for Michigan to see this bipartisan support. 
I certainly think that as we continue to make progress on having a food secure state, that these kinds of efforts build on one another. So I think it will help ultimately with that tax credit issue that you were talking about earlier to continue to have success at this level. I I, I think as people become more aware of the impact of having a food secure state and food secure communities and food secure kids and all those other things, I, I do think one thing builds on the other. So from our perspective, this is a great thing. Um, we've got the Michigan Agriculture Surplus System, which is another way that we support Michigan farmers by um, an appropriation that comes through state government that helps actually pay for the harvesting of food that would otherwise be left in the field and then get distributed through the food bank network. So, you know, it's putting a lot of puzzle pieces together to come up with a permanent, sustainable solution to what we really do believe is a solvable problem. Jerry, you're so right. And if I can just add, I think I was really encouraged by the recent um, um, federal farm bill that was passed because, as you know, um, Senator Stabenow plays a major role on the Senate Ag Committee, Senate Agriculture Committee in Washington. And one of the things that I thought was exciting is we we started in Michigan through a partnership with, um, you know, the, the Michigan Food Bank Council, Food Bank Council Michigan, and the foundation community and nonprofits, and really led by the Fair Food Network, the Double Up Food Bucks program. And that's been another way to help support um, the food needs of our, all Michiganders. And now it's it's not only, you know, in Michigan, but um, with Senator Stavrano's leadership, it's a national um, program as well. So, so lots of good things are happening, I think, in terms of food security. Well, I, I think you're right, and we're encouraged. Um, you know, a part of this show, we've had Angela Whitwer, who is a representative from the 71st district, and she's a co-sponsor of House Bill 4038 that you mentioned. And so I, I want to I say that we appreciate her leadership and that of Representative Elders and all the representatives signing on to this. Uh, but I don't think we're here today, Rob, without the groundwork that you laid, in not only in lame duck, but really over the last eight years, when this tax credit went away. And so I think that that we're making progress, we're restoring some things that that do have the potential to have great impact in this effort to create food security because as Jerry and I say on the show a lot, uh, you know, there there are industries across the state that suffer because of food insecurity and they will win when food security is created. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you both more. You're so right. Well, it's great to have you, Rob. And what I'd like to do is um, and, and just keep your number here on speed dial so that when we get into some of these federal programs and uh, policies, as well as here in the state, we'd like to be able to, to reach out to you and have you back on the show to kind of clarify some of these issues like you did for us today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. And of course, you know that I'm always available to talk to the dynamic duo of Jerry and Phil. So thank you both. Well, it's our pleasure. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate your leadership. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jerry and I will be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. 
We're back. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here. And um, Jerry, great positive things happening with with some new leadership with Representative Whitwer and and some some older things that, that Rob Collier has started uh, in partnership with the Food Bank Council legislatively that are beginning to take a little different form, but still coming to fruition. Yeah, and I mean, again, we... we Two years ago now, when we started the show, we talked about how this would be a step-by-step process and that you're going to solve food insecurity by taking things one thing at a time and continuing to learn and do an excellent job and one thing builds on the next. So when we think about the history of the legislative process over the last couple of years, I think we there's a lot to be proud of and a lot to say about exactly the steps that have been taken. So we've seen a significant increase in the Michigan Agriculture Surplus System and it's not just because feeding people is a good thing to do and it's the right thing to do. It's because it also helps Michigan farmers and the Michigan economy accomplish its objectives. So we've seen a tremendous growth in that because of work that's been done at the state legislature. Then we look at the uh, individual quick frozen products and the work that Roger Victory has helped us really do there to open newly that newly elected door. Senator Roger Victory. Absolutely right. And uh, and how much that's meant to us. It's it's several million pounds of new uh, very healthy food into our food bank system, and those floodgates could open and easily do five or ten times what we've seen I, so I really far. think so, and Larry Weber on my team at the Food Bank Council is, is kind of leading that charge for us, and I think Larry is just waiting, you know, we always talk about the waiting for the next boot to drop. We're waiting for the first boot to drop, and I think it's going to really cause uh, the food banks and their operational teams some some ch- strategic challenges because it's going to be so much good quality food. And I like creating those kinds of problems uh, for you guys. You know what? My chief operations officer has a two-word response to that. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, I think that that's collectively the attitude across the state is if we can get access to healthy, nutritious food, whether it be fresh or frozen, bring it. We'll we'll find a way to fill the capacity needs and, and make that happen. And we're really just looking at this farm niche right? The Michigan Agricultural Surplus System and the surplus that's created through individually quick frozen foods. And now with this new legislation that's going to give a tax credit to farmers who can donate product that they can't otherwise sell. Again, giving them some relief for product that's already been grown. The investment has already been made. And the state is saying, look, if you're willing to give that healthy, very fresh product Uh, through donations to the food bank system, then we are going to give you some tax credit for that. And so that's another way to engage anybody who's growing food and can donate some of it so that 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 investment doesn't go completely to waste. Again, very smart for the economy, very smart for the farmers, and a very inexpensive way to get the best possible food to the people we serve. So, you know, we talk about... um you know, Michigan, it gets talked about a lot in this state, about the comeback state and, and all that. And, and that's, that, that's good. So here, I like to be first. <laughs> I, I, I like that. It's, it's fun. Mass, the Michigan Agricultural Surplus System that you're talking about, was the Michigan was the first state to have this type of program. And it has been duplicated now across uh, many, many other states. More than 10 other states have 
taken this program that was started here in Michigan and have replicated that in their own states. And so just to put it in context, it's about a, it's slightly less than about $2.5 million that flows from the state of Michigan to the Food Bank Council in order to do as you just described, buy uh, produce from Michigan farmers and create that secondary market for them. And then we take that and put it into our network and distribute that across all 83 counties of the state. And when you we think about that, Senator Pete McGregor has been a huge champion of this on our behalf and, um, and, and you know, sponsors our Hunger Solutions Day at the Capitol. Um, and so Senator McGregor has been a guest on the show. And I think when you look, Jerry, at um, the some of the guys that have people that have been with us for a few years now, like Senator McGregor, Senator Wayne Smith, um, Senator now Roger Victory, who was the chair uh, and last uh, in the House of the uh, Agricultural Committee. And now this new wave that has come in, as we heard from Representative Angela Whitwer, I like to, to think about our work at the Capitol as being strategically bipartisan, because hunger knows no party. And we see it and know it. And as we continue to learn and grow in the way that we need to learn and grow, it's exciting people um, even beyond state legislatures, right? I mean, we know that that's one important piece, but as we think about what we're seeing in healthcare and continued movement forward in that and continued increasing intensity around, yes, the social determinants of health need to be solved. Let's pick the one that we can solve the 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 with the least amount of money up front right. that can have potentially the biggest impact later, and that would be food. Again, our food-first philosophy makes sense to everyone who cares from the from the most liberal to the most conservative, and that is why we really believe this can get done. I do. I, I agree with your, your thoughts there as well. I've, I've not met anyone in my journey of working with the legislature that said, yeah, it really doesn't bother me that kids go hungry. Correct. I, I never met that person. It, it doesn't really concern me if senior citizens in my district are, you know, are struggling with, with, with food and being food insecure. Never met that person. I don't think I ever will. So it's, it's not a partisan issue. We try very um, diligently to, to bring everybody to the table. And I think that hunger is an issue in this politically polarized environment, particularly in Washington, D.C., um, it has the potential and the opportunity to unite us. And I think it is doing so. I think it is doing so. And, well, not only do I think it, but we're seeing it happen right here on our show as we have more people coming on to talk about their part in making a safety net that works for everyone at the right cost, with the right outcomes, and and with our network of food banks. And, I mean, we have we have the scale and we have the capacity to really get this food to people in the way it needs to be done. It's it's the right time for this to be happening. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm really excited about some of these, um, you know, you do the work and you and you wonder, you know, is it, it's what I'm doing really matters. I'm building relationships and d- developing the network and talking to people about our mission. And, and then the show's purpose here is to change that conversation. Wow, people are really, you know... Uh, they're listening and they're hearing this message and you know we're we're not just the town crier that nobody's listening to i'm really excited about uh the changes that are here and that are continuing to come
So keep listening. More to come on Food for Thought here on WJR. I mean, I think, you know, I I know I I too quickly say at the beginning of most every show how excited I am about the guests we're having, but it's absolutely genuine. We have got a great lineup of people coming uh, who are going to be continuing to tell us how this is a solvable problem. We're going to take this one step at a time, and I think we're going to continue to see tremendous progress. Well, Jerry, it's time for a little food for thought. Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. The public-private partnership between the state of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan is an excellent example of how to create positive change. The state of Michigan, legislators, administrators believe in our work. Their trust of us to be professional, appropriate, and effective are great compliments to our network of seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan. We are making a difference. Food security is trending up, and people are seeing hunger come off the table, and it's being replaced with hope and opportunity. We want you to come alongside of us, and you can discover volunteer opportunities all across the state. Find us at fbcmich.org, and we can connect you to the food bank in your area. Find all of our shows at foodsecuremichigan.org. Special thanks to Representative Angela Whitworth and Rob Collier for being our guests. Jerry and I are both on Twitter, and until next week, remember, it's food first, folks. Food first. Food for Thought has been a presentation of the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.